Welcome homeowners, home buyers, landlords, and tenants alike. People who just want to be better at living in a home. You're listening to Real Estate in the 608, Madison's real estate magazine for your ears. Join Madison Radio's Adam Elliott, real estate broker and landlord Ben Anton, as they break down the modern-day barriers of home ownership. You'll laugh, you'll cry, and if you're not careful, you'll learn. Come on, baby. Thanks for waiting. That was the waiting song from Madison musician Seesaw. Welcome to Real Estate in the 608, Madison's real estate magazine for your ears. On the Facebook at In the 608. I'm Adam Elliott. And I'm Ben Anton. And we welcome you to our 2022 wrap up episode. It's been a fantastic year. Uh, the end of our, our fourth season. We've seen continued growth, and we are glad that you are here with us. Yeah, it's kind of cool. So we're going to try something a little new for season five. Uh, you wrote the words harder, better, faster, stronger. I was, that's not a Daft Punk song. I was thinking <laughs> of, of the Daft Punk song. I yeah. chose those adjectives specifically because. This episode, you traditionally, our wrap-up episode, has been an abridged episode where we do something a little different. We're going to uh, do a little bit of a year in the review as well as some commentary on our market. Uh, let's start off with the highs and the lows, Ben. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kids. We're going to do, because it's the year end, Adam, we're going to mm-hmm. do the highs and the lows okay. of the year. Of the year. Okay. And then, and then just for fun, we're going to throw in there the biggest of the bigs and the smallest of the smalls. So it's kind of like those year-end top lists, like yeah. the best ofs like, or like, the worst ofs in it's some like, cases. It's like our version of clickbait. There we go. Uh, the lowest sale of the year this year, $87,500, Edgerton Road in the town of Albion. Okay. Two bedroom, one bath, 1,500 square feet. The highest price sale of the year. So we one was $4 million. $4 million. $4 million. The second most expensive home of the year. At three point five million, I think uh, that's, that's a but, lot of but a beautiful home, a beautiful home, uh, fifty ten Lake Mendota Drive. We've talked always about the the bedroom to bathroom ratio of wealth. Mm-hmm. Five mm-hmm. bedrooms, six bathrooms, more than seven thousand square feet. All right, so those are record, according to price, the lowest and the highest. And then we're going to talk about volume, essentially, the smallest to the biggest. <laughs> well, the tiniest little house on Sheridan Street, north side, parallel the railroad tracks, probably in between like Schlimgen and Aberg. Okay. You know, not too far from Oscar Mayer, probably built by someone who, who worked there. Two bedrooms and a bathroom. <laughs> Somehow, (laughs) tightly squeezed inside 560 square feet. That's tiny. It's it's small, but selling for $180,000. Oh, my gosh. Largest. I was a little surprised by this because here we talked about the most expensive home, 7,000 square feet on the lake. Right. On Knoll Valley Road in Middleton. All right. 14,000 square feet. It's a warehouse. Only four bedrooms. Seven bathrooms. That is a, well, it's a shocker. I don't, I don't know if that's blowing me away as much as 560 square feet on that small house. Though. <laughs> like that, how do you get two bedrooms and 560 square feet? It's kind of like, I mean, that's like, you could probably get it like a mobile, like a, like an actual, yeah. mo- not, a, not a trailer 
Like you, I know you can get those probably at five sixty. Yeah. two bedrooms. But I mean, you could probably get this like in a motor coach. Oh, it makes me think. <laughs> you ever stay on a boat, like a houseboat? Sure. Everything is tiny on a boat. That's that's probably like five hundred sixty square feet. I think we we went on a cruise last year, a couple of years. I think our room might have been four sixty. They include oh. they include the balcony. Might have got you up to five sixty. All right, all right. It's where like tall guys like you and me are like ducking <laughs> to get through a doorway and going shoulder to shoulder this on is, each wall. This is not cubic feet, which might be a wholly different surprising number. <laughs> all right, uh, those are some shockers. Those are our highs and lows and smallest and largest um why don't we take a break and we're gonna get some advice about going up on the roof arose such a clatter is that up, how it goes? up on the roof arose such a clatter I how you so. how yeah. you can protect yourself all right from the clatter on the roof okay we'll take a break and we'll be back with our year in review have yourself a merry little christmas you're listening to real estate in the 608 madison's real estate magazine for your ears it's our December episode, our holiday uh, feature, uh, and not, I wouldn't imagine that all of our listeners celebrate Christmas, but I imagine that many of them do, and many of them may be expecting a visit from Santa Claus. On the phone with us now, Carl Cure, Carl Cure Roofing. Thank you for joining us, Carl. Thank you, Ben. Uh, a lot of our listeners, I would imagine, are are thinking about the upcoming Santa visit and are asking themselves, is my roof ready for that kind of wear and tear? Uh, what would you say, Carl, is the is the traditional or the expected lifetime of, a, of what is sold most often now, a dimensional asphalt shingle? Um, ben, most um, dimensional asphalt shingles um, in our weather will usually last um, approximately 30 years. But then you got to remember that Santa Claus is um, 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 is is magic. So so we, so the the we've got not only the 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 heavy boots um, and then the the metal runners of the sleigh. And then I would imagine how what are there? There's eight. Are there eight or n- there's nine nine reindeer? So that's like thirty six feet, thirty six hooves on on those shingles. Does is the does you think that the slope of the roof or that the the style gambrel hip is any of that going to have an effect with with all that traffic? No, um, I would say if anything, the lower pitch roofs would, but um, then you got to remember that Santa Claus is full of magic, so okay. um, that shouldn't cause any problems. All right, I was I was also thinking about uh, ice and ice and water shield, and then ice dams. Do you think that uh, a house, even with poor attic insulation, would be more susceptible to ice dams? Uh, after after the sleigh and and uh, and the reindeer. No, the sleigh and the reindeer won't won't affect anything in that aspect. And then again, Santa Claus is full of magic. All right. Well, thank you very much, Carl, for putting our listeners' minds at ease as they await the arrival of their Christmas gifts, knowing that there is not a hidden price to pay for Santa's visit. Thank you, Carl, for joining us, and have a happy holiday. You're listening to Real Estate in the 608 Madison's Real Estate Magazine for your ears. My name is Adam. His name is Ben. Uh, We're running down 
what we did in 2022. In case you didn't catch every single episode, that's all right. You got time to go back. You got a week off between uh, Christmas and New Year's. You can listen to the podcast the whole time. We started started out the year uh, with John Sanfilippo, whom we will also refer to as Johnny San Francisco. Yeah. Uh, A gentleman... Uh, did we call him the medium time investor? We did. It, he made me think of like a a hacker, but in a good way. Like he's he's forging his own trail about how he's doing what he's doing. He's kind of making, you know, he's just making moves that keep seem to be working for him. Right, moves that are working for him, but moves that he also justifies with a with a pretty in depth knowledge of yeah. uh, an understanding of of cities and city building and neighborhoods and and how and how those uh, how all of that can be affected. Uh, by the free market and what and what people how people want to live yeah. and uh, but a good episode for someone who's who who wants to aspire to be so, or, or at least wants to do things mindfully to mm-hmm. make decisions regarding their own real estate purchases and investments mindfully and towards a greater or larger goal. All right. Then we moved on to the namesake of your business. Yes, the Lauer, the Lauer Realty Group's own Liz Lauer. I am going to invite her back again in early 2023. It is always nice to hear someone who is neck deep in it all day long, yeah. other, other than myself, uh, share their opinions on, on what has happened, what may happen, and uh, we will likely look to her in early 2023. I just remember sage advice. Like that's for, what yeah. I walked away. I was like, good tips, good for some decent, knowledgeable, decent sage <laughs> advice yeah. uh, from Liz. As as springtime uh, came in in March, we had Carl Cure, who you just heard from, whom, talking, whom we just heard for talking legitimately about roofs. <laughs> uh, Carl is is a great resource for uh, for all things roofing. Yeah. Um, uh, then we moved on to solar energy, as I recall. Yeah, we had the, a representative from Madison in to talk to us about uh, the group buying power of the Madison program. Uh, moving into almost summertime. In May, we had uh, MATC building and uh, remodeling instructor uh, Ali Berenyi join mm-hmm. us. Uh, we talked a little bit about not only her experience as a woman in the trades, but then also some of the wonderful things that are happening at Madison College and their ability to put people kind of on a fast track from uh, from a dead start, really, to, to, to up, up and working in the trades in Madison and making what is a pretty good living and certainly seeing a good amount of demand. Um, June, one of the warmer months of the year, was probably why uh, Todd Steege, owner of TNT Insulating, right. was willing to sit with us. Mm-hmm. It may be a lot, lot fewer people thinking about insulating in June. And he was able to spend a good amount of time talking to us about about all the different kinds of insulation and the mm-hmm. reasons that you might do certain things first or second or third. Yeah. So we move into July. Moving into July, we had our first repeat repeat the repeat parrot, Chris Mickelson, of Madison's best home inspection. Who mm-hmm. who again, like our friend Carl, is always willing to drop by with helpful insights and uh, and talk a little bit about the non-traditional aspects of, of home ownership, but always nice to check in with him. I think one of the, one of the, one of the reasons I'd asked him to come was I was so surprised to learn that not all agents go on inspections. Uh, you'll also be hearing from Kristen just a little bit on the podcast. We'll <laughs> a beautiful sight. We're happy tonight. Walking in a winter wonderland. Then into August, we, we talked to our friend, Brandon, Brandon cook. 
Cook. from John Fontaine Realty. Gotcha. Uh, he he outbid uh, he outbid Adam and Chris Mickelson on a house that I sold on Wheeler. I recall. It's Refer- still a little sore spot for me. I'm yeah. like sitting here thinking about it, and I'm like, oh, I do feel a little raw on that. This still. house, this house that both. <laughs> Both Chris and Adam thought could be like a really fun project and an opportunity for wealth building and something within their grasp, both financially as well as uh, relating to their skill set. He just came in and just boom made boom. it th- made it his own and uh, and re- and then referred to it as like his weekend project. <laughs> so like that'll yeah. happen. That's okay, Brad. I was busy anyway. So I needed, I'm glad you got. I the just work. needed yeah. something to do on the weekends. <laughs> And y'all can figure something else out with your yeah. time and money. <laughs> and we did. Uh, September, we went uh, back in time mm-hmm. to talk to Pappy Johnson, Pat, right. Patrick Johnson. Call him Pappy. He's okay with Is it. Is that why we had the time machine? The time machine uh, reference was both because Pappy is an old person name, mm-hmm. uh, but also because he was my first mortgage lender. Oh, you never forget your first. So 20, <laughs> 20 years ago, I... I I consummated my first mortgage with Pappy. I'm proud of you, Ben. Let's move on to October. <laughs> October, October. We talked new construction. Yeah. We got we dabbled our feet a little bit in new construction. Talking with project manager Corey Signs a little bit about that process, but we also wandered into how it's different as relating to financing, as it relates to the, the just the process. There's mm-hmm. a lot of, and, and neighborhoods and deed restrictions. Uh, we wrapped it up with a TV superstar. A little bit. Yeah, that Josh Spider. <laughs> He's full of energy. <laughs> um, more than a year ago, uh, Josh Breider from WISC TV3 did a piece on us as we argued about who said it first in the 608. Um, but then later, I sold him a condo. So he came back to talk to us mm-hmm. about his like a year, his year in review, his first year of condo ownership to talk about everything from the experience he had shopping with me all the way on up to taking advantage of his home warranty. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm how his expectations were either met or uh, appropriately curtailed as it related to that first year in, 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 in the association and, and being oh, part right. of being yeah. part of a community. Uh, and then, uh, and then he did another, as we were recording that episode, he did another lovely filming. video piece that you may have seen and, and we will eventually put up on our website. Yeah. Look out for that. That is the 2022 year in review. Let's talk about some records that we had, though. Well, is the most listened to episode, mm-hmm. which I suppose one might say, because it was the first. Sure. It's had 11 months. To marinate? To, be to bring them in? To be listened to. All right. Johnny San Francisco. Gotcha. Or John. John Sanfilippo. Yeah. I'm going to throw out an honorable mention to Josh Spryder, whose episode has only been out for a month. And has already gone into the hundreds of listens. All right. So maybe Josh gets like the trending episode. Like Josh, his is on such an upward trajectory. Yeah. So Josh fast. Spider's episode is yeah. trending. Yeah. And uh, let's do one more note. Like what, where do we stand in our entire history of our podcasts? In all time. <laughs> uh, so the most listened to episode of all time. I am so happy to report that it is no longer about the ice cream the ice cream right people love the ice cream people love the ice cream episode Uh, but it is in fact the uh the how the suburbs were segregated Uh, Uh, yes the book written by uw history professor dr Paige glotzer it's still number one it's worth a listen and if you have time worth a read 
um, her book was informative, and especially if you have just kind of like this vague understanding of the beginnings of the suburbs. Like, how did it happen? How, yeah. how did we get to where we are? And then just a, a, a big happy number, like a big round number. But anyway, 17,000 times. We'll take it. I think that's a, that's a great number that nobody else owns, so we're going to call that a number one record of ours. We'll talk about our stuff we're thankful for coming up in just a second, but let's take a break to get some, what would you call this, chimney advice? From Chris Mickelson? Sure. Holidays and chimneys. You put two and two together, and we'll be back in just a second. Colored ponies and crisp apple strudels. Doorbells and sleigh bells, schnitzel with noodles. You're listening to Real Estate in the 608 Madison's Real Estate Magazine for your ears. Again, we are reaching out to some of our uh, frequent flyers, some of our previous guests, to talk about the impacts that a visit from Santa may have on your home. Um... On the phone with us now, Chris Mickelson from Madison's Best Home Inspection. How often should a chimney be cleaned? I believe it's recommended every year, cleaned and inspected every year. Um, our biggest concern is if you if you do not have your chimney uh, swept and cleaned each year, is there a risk that Santa Santa's suit, uh, that his, his red vestment, will, uh, will be soiled or stained when he comes down the chimney? I believe that's one of Santa's biggest risks on his, in his on his nightly duties is getting his suit soiled by chimney soot. So, so there, so really, it's almost kind of a kind of a, a must that that you stick to that annual chimney cleaning. Definitely, unless you want to be on Santa's naughty list. My curiosity also to to uh, you know, I think what are called spark arresters or mm-hmm. or uh, chimney caps that are meant to keep. Uh, vermin out of the chimney. How, how is it that uh, that we can keep those in place, but also uh, provide access to jolly old Saint Nick? Well, Santa's magic then, and he can turn into like a magic dust that will easily fit through the spark arresters. So there's no worry there. In modern homes with higher efficiency furnaces, uh, water heaters, and uh, in many cases, the lack of a traditional fireplace, is it this this magic dust? Is that is that what is that how we're we're, we're seeing Santa enter the home? Yes, he can uh, easily come through the keyhole if you do not have a proper fireplace chimney. Thank you, Chris, for joining us, and have a happy holiday. Faithful friends who are dear to us, gather near to us once more. Through the years, we all will be together. You're listening to Real Estate in the 608 Madison's Real Estate Magazine for your ears. I'm... uh, Picking up a theme about the the magic nature of things this yeah, time of year. <laughs> for the most part, if it's magic. It is magic. It's I mean, it's defined as such. Ben, I guess my question to you is, what are you thankful for this year? Well, you know, I, I'm thankful for all of you. Yeah. Since you're here right now, it seems appropriate to bring that one up. <laughs> um, I, I'm thankful for you, Adam. Oh, thanks, That's also dude. a repeat. Hope doesn't take away from it. Um, my health and the health of those I love. That's health a big is a one. good one, yeah. Though I have this weird physical deformity, I'm going to show it to you, oh, Adam. Oh no, the you freak see, show! Oh, what's happened? That? Yeah, what's going yeah. on there, dude? It's a bad one for Is radio. Everything okay. <laughs> <laughs> that can happen if you fall down on the ice. All right. Uh, of note here, Ben un- unveiled his <laughs> arm, his sleeve, and it looked like he had a big, a big uh, lump on the elbow. It's like it's like a golf ball size. It's okay. like a half a golf ball size. It All looks right. like I have a cartoon old man elbow. <laughs> 
I'm glad you said that. We're going to the doc- <laughs> we're going to the doctor to get that looked at because it's clearly not going away on its own. And I am also thank I, and I wrote here I'm thankful for my girls who challenge me, but let me challenge them. And then I thought about the fact that um, there are more than there are more women in my life than just my girls. I am thankful for all the women in my life who who challenge me. But let me challenge them. I'll, I would just say simply, I'm very thankful for my family. They're all still close, and I got to see all of them this year, which doesn't happen every year, and certainly didn't do it during the pandemic. Uh, I would be say I'm thankful for a desire to keep learning things. I still want to understand and learn things, and uh, that is a good feeling to have inside. Lastly, I'm thankful for friends, Ben. You are included in that mix well, too, I, and great. we'll include our listener because I consider you our friends for tuning in too. You know, I'm just glad that people are kind of in my life. And, and I guess if I were to add one more thing, I was fortunate enough to travel um, and I got to try this dish called mofongo in Puerto Rico. And I'm very thankful for that <laughs> because it was delicious. And now I want more of it. Look it up. It's good. It's good. All right. Well, <laughs> Believe me. Claire is always taking me to pl- taking me to places outside my, my comfort zone. All right. Maybe we'll give that a shot. Let's talk predictions. What do you think is coming up in 2023? I think the key is, is mm-hmm. if, if you if you stay vague enough, you're always going to be right. <laughs> True. Yeah. So last year, I, I said um, the changes will be manageable. Okay. And then I, I talk about uh, and I mentioned interest rates and affordability. Yeah. So I think again, we're going to see some changes because yeah. interest rates are forcing that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they have come down a little bit. We went from the very beginning of the year where they were at twenty year lows. To at the very end of the year, they were at 20-year highs. Yeah. Like in 12 months, we took that swing. Yeah. But already I'm seeing new people enter the market, not necessarily concerned about what the interest rates were 12 months ago. Hmm. They need to buy a house. They want to buy a house. They will get a pre-approval, and they will be told how much house they can afford. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have those seen um, higher-priced homes pump the brakes a little bit on where do you think we should list or what, mm-hmm. how, 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 how hard should we reach for that big number? Um, that's gonna have that that interest rate's gonna have more of an effect on higher priced homes. Whereas down at the bottom, you've got all those people that were shopping 450, 400, 350, all those people are getting pushed down, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which means there's even more pressure on the lower priced inventory. All right. Uh, okay. So we we will look out for that. I know there's already talk of things like inflation is expected to start dropping. I don't know if that's exactly tied into interest rates, but. It's in the realm of things going downwards or that's trending down. That's downward. what they tell us. That's what that's they why tell they, us. Yeah. That's why they did that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I have a great prediction, too, but I think you are correct to say that the horoscope-style vagueness is correct, and you will probably get something <laughs> more accurate. Uh, I will just predict uh, widespread kindness to each other and, and folks remembering that it's not just about them and their situation, but about us and our situation together. And, and with that, I believe we're going to be wrapping up uh, 2022 right here. Yeah, let's go. Let's let's we've said our thanks. It's time for our sign off. We'll say thank you to all of our guests in 2022 and all of you. Yeah, um, we do appreciate you being here on the uh, journey that is real estate in the 608 with us. We'll say special thanks to our musicians and bands you've heard throughout the year and then a few of which you've even heard delivering some holiday classics here in our year in review episode Renclaw, Eldonk, the Oak Street Ramblers, Bob Westfall, Seesaw, the Mad City Jug Band, and again, we're again saying thanks to you for tuning in. Thank you for listening to Real Estate in the 608, Madison's real estate magazine for your ears. 
Real Estate in the 608 is a podcast for homeowners, home buyers, landlords, tenants, people who just want to be better at living in a home. If you can't get enough Real Estate in the 608 between episodes, like us on Facebook at In the 608 or visit inthe608.com for archived episodes and show notes. Remember, until you tell us, we don't know. We appreciate your listening, as well as your ratings and reviews at your favorite podcast portal. We also welcome feedback and topic suggestions via emails to ben at benanton.com. He's so jolly and so kind when it comes around to Christmas time. He's so jolly and so kind when he comes around.